Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your and let me tell you, you know, what's going on here in the uh, uh, world of uh, college campuses, what's going on in the larger culture, all of these things are, are part of our business. And when it comes to a lot of these things, issues, media issues, political issues, there's no one I love really more than my guest this segment, longtime uh, uh, contributor of content here on the program, Warren D. Robinson. His website, warrendrobinson.com. You know him as a, as a filmmaker, a TV showmaker, uh, entertainment attorney, uh, producer, director, uh, but also an incredibly smart uh, political pundit. I really enjoy my chats with him, and it's so interesting because ideologically, uh, there's, a, there's some gap between him and me, ideologically, uh, but we, we really agree on the vast majority of the big issues we talk about because I think, you know, Warren, I may be cutting myself in the back too much, but I think they're just grounded in, in common sense, which seems to be in short supply. <laughs> In, in very short supply, absolutely. Warrobinson.com, <laughs> that's how you learn more about him, and I really encourage you to do so because he's always got new projects going on. Warren, listening to our topic today, which is pandemonium uh, breaking out of college campuses, uh, and really uh, what kind of approach should these universities be taking regarding that? I'll let you set the stage for us. Yeah, so, you know, we've seen a lot of different demonstrations and rallies recently on college campuses surrounding um, the the war with Hamas, and a lot of them are pro-Palestinian. We've seen a lot of pro-Palestinian demonstrations springing up on campuses. So what has happened as a reaction to that, you have a lot of wealthy donors, you have alumni, you even have staff now that are calling on these campuses, these colleges and universities, to release the names of all the students who are participating in these rallies, who are sending out these pro-Palestinian messages so that they can essentially punish them. You have um, leaders and CEOs of companies saying, we're not going to hire students who are pro-Palestinian or are part of these demonstrations, and so we want you to release the names. So far, most all the major colleges and universities have pushed back against that and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to out the students. We're not going to, you know, release the names, so to speak. And we support their right to be able to have free speech on campus and to say what they need to say. And like I said, it's a um, – it's a balancing act for universities because they have to balance allowing the free speech rights of their students while also um, managing trying to keep their donors happy and making sure that their Jewish students feel safe with the, in the face of some of these pro-Palestinian yeah. messages. So it's a very tough spot to be in, I think, for, for colleges and, and they universities. Are getting well, yeah, they your are. students and, are getting assaulted on campus. They are, and some of the messages are are very strong or are not, and some of the messages are listen completely wrong and are anti-Semitic. Others are just being interpreted that way, and mm -hmm. that's why I say that you have to be careful. And I'm not sure that right now, with what has happened, is really the right time to to be out with your pro-Palestinian message. I understand. Yes, that you're there's right. A difference. Uh, between being pro-Palestinian and necessarily pro-Hamas or pro-Biden. There is a difference. But when people are, when emotions are high, people can't see the nuance. 
And so everything is getting lumped together. So I don't think this is the time to be spreading that message. But at the same time, I don't believe that colleges and universities should be giving names, should be releasing names of students. I just don't think that's the approach. So, yeah, you, you open up a lot there. I, I for one, uh, one, one of my many lives, as we mentioned before, I worked, I worked on Capitol Hill, uh, and I worked for some very conservative organizations, including groups that monitored uh, hard left activities. And, uh, you know, my concern is, is that uh, how many of those people in these demonstrations are even students? But simply, look, here's a huge crowd of students. Why are they students? Because they're at X university. Uh, that's why we conclude they're students who are protesting um, Israel. And therefore, it's a student. We don't know. The only way we would know if people were have some transparency about it. I know because both the right and the left had what we used to jokingly call rent a, rent a riot organizations that would come. Mm and demonstrate for specific things, even giving the impression that they were involved with whatever institution that they were protesting at, when in reality they weren't. They were just there to disrupt that, both the left and the right. Um, and so um, that's my, one of my biggest concerns. One of the things you said I think has great importance is that every government, every government, certainly including our government, is worthy of criticism. There's no question about it. Why would Israel be exempt from criticism? Israel, by the way, um, has no formal constitution. It has a body of law that has uh, been perpetuated since its creation back in the 1940s. And the closest thing to a constitution that they have and the stability of that is a strong judicial system that this government has tried to dismantle which could lead to a more authoritarian, and I would argue is leading to a more authoritarian Israel. I'm very pro-Israel. I'm very critical of the government. And uh, you, can, you can separate the two. Um, and there's no questions that, uh, that they have mistreated um, non-Jews uh, harshly, particularly those of uh, the Palestinian type, for years. Do I understand why they do that? Of course I do. There's no love lost by either party. Uh, but at the same time, to pretend it, 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 it what I know uh, in terms of their intentions on the Israel side, to me, is very romantic and very naive. But you nailed it on the timing. The timing is ridiculous, unless you want to look like you're a pro-terrorist. Well, the timing is everything. It's everything, because you are right. Israel is not immune from criticism. There's a lot of criticism that could be levied at Israel. There's a lot of criticism, in my opinion, that could be leveled at the entire way in which we decided to create Israel. Right? There's a lot of issues there, but now is not necessarily the time to bring those up. You have to be careful about the timing, because whether you intend it or not, the other side, the side that you're not necessarily supporting, they can use that to their advantage, and they will take any type of support or any type of ambivalence, right, and use it to say that you're supporting them. And so you have to be real careful with that. And so I, I, I think that this is not the time. And if you are going to do it, because this is America, you have the right, you have to make it clear, unequivocally clear, that, hey, we don't, we're, we're protesting policies, but we don't support violence, we don't support Hamas. And that's one of the reasons why, Kevin, I am not in favor of the universities releasing these names and putting these lists out there, because I do think you're going to get a lot of people 
who are just swept up. You're going to sweep up a lot of students who really don't even necessarily know what they're protesting for. You had students, at least I know I did at university, they just went to any rally that happened to be on campus. Any cause de jour at the moment, they decided, oh, we're going to go protest for, right? They're not anti-Semitic. They probably don't even know what the rally's for. They're just there holding signs. But they're going to get caught up in this label of being anti-Semitic when they haven't necessarily said or done anything that's anti-Semitic. And so I have a problem with that. And I have a problem with universities kind of putting their students on a platter and saying, hey, here, go ahead and slaughter these folks in that way. It's very 1950s for me. And uh, I just don't think that that is the approach to take. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and like in my case, I think my view of my concerns around the government in Israel is actually very pro-Jewish of those who live, who are Jewish in Israel. Because this government is undermining a lot of their personal liberty, liberties. It would be like dismantling uh, uh, the Bill of Rights in certain areas in this country. And I don't think that's that big of a stretch. You're talking about dismantling the enforcer of the Bill of the Rights that they had accumulated in law uh, since the 1940s. And so, again, but we're in such, uh, you know, people are going to hear this and some people are going to conclude because they cannot live in a nuanced world. They must live in a bi uh, binary world. Oh, Kevin is anti-Semitic too. No, I could not be more pro-Jewish. I support Jewish organizations and relief organizations. I did that before this attack. What I am anti is overreaching government and governments that undermine civil liberties of people. This Israeli government has undermined the civil liberties of Jewish people. You know, and so you can have that in other areas of criticism. Their human rights policy, we mentioned that, which again is mainly being instigated by governments, right? Um, and so, uh, again, it, but it requires such a nuanced conversation, all the more reason to, to be uh, suspicious of the timing. Well, and you, hit, uh, you, you bring up an important subject because one of the issues that has – affected why you're seeing a lot of pro-Palestinian kind of uh, support, especially amongst younger people, is that a lot of people have felt that you haven't been able to criticize Israel. A lot of people have felt that any type of criticism whatsoever toward Israel or toward Jewish people or anything is automatically labeled an attack as anti-Semitic. And we've talked about this before, actually. You've had sometimes um, an issue between certain groups who say something, especially African-Americans sometimes, who feel like any type of criticism whatsoever toward Jewish folks, we come out and we're attacked, and you can't do that. So that is an important conversation to have because I think that's one of the reasons why you see so many young people pushing back and saying, wait a minute, hold on, we have a right to criticize Israel, we have a right to, to criticize policy without being labeled anti-Semitic. And so that's what you're seeing, right. and you're seeing that reaction. So that is part of why you're seeing that, because we haven't been able to have that conversation and say, hey, wait a minute, we can criticize policies without necessarily being um, anti-Semitic. And we do need to have that conversation, but now is not the time. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, it depends if you want to just make people angry or you want to change the debate and move people in a certain direction. And I think a lot of people, particularly young people, right, I mean, they got a rebellious streak and they watch their adults like the Matt Getz 
and and uh, I'm using air quotes to problem with radio, <laughs> but the adults like Matt Guest in the U.S. House, they do whatever they want, regardless of how sensible it is and overreactionary. How are we going to expect better from 20-something-year-olds and 18-year-olds, right? <laughs> You're right. And I will say that uh, I'm a millennial, and our generation and younger, the generations after us, they are no longer believing, they no longer believe in this ideal of kind of respectability politics, right, where you say what's acceptable to get along. You do, they believe in, listen, no, we're going to call out what's wrong. We're going to call out what we don't like. We're going to say how we feel. And I think that's what you're seeing is somewhat of a generational clash here because the younger generation is saying no. Israel policies are not correct. We don't like the way they've been implemented. We don't like the way they've treated the Palestinians, and so we're going to speak out against it. And I understand and support that notion, but they're doing it without nuance. They're doing it without making sure that they are um, – kind of disavowing the violence that has happened. And so what happens is when you don't disavow it at a time like this, it actually makes it look like you are supporting the violence. And now, yeah. and so you have to be careful when you kind of bring up certain topics in these powder keg kind of situations. It's kind of like when um, the George Floyd situation happened, right? There was a movement that was sweeping this country. That was not the time to have a conversation about how pro-police you might be and how great the police are, right? Not to say none of that is not true. We do know most police officers are wonderful. However, in that moment, emotions were high. We were having another conversation about what needed to change. We'll get back to the pro-policies later. That's kind of what you have here. I, I, it's an analogous situation here. We can come back to that. But right now you've had a situation where Hamas came in and killed over a thousand is innocent israelis on videotape for no reason whatsoever yeah. innocent children we're talking babies decapitated babies decapitated you know i mean how so how can we have a conversation right now about how wrong israel is no right now we need to show our support and let them handle this situation then we can come back to the conversation about what needs to, to change over there yeah, and it needs to happen, but it needs to be, you know, timing is everything. And by the way, it is so poorly timed, frankly, Warren, I would not be surprised, and this goes back to my, my point about transparency uh, at the beginning, I would not be surprised if these are, are being instigated by, uh, <laughs> showing my conspiratorial mind, Israeli intelligence, because they're actually generating more support for Israel. These, the way they're currently being done now, are more helpful to Israel than they are harmful. You know, it's an, it's an interesting, um, that's an interesting perspective. I think that we're seeing a lot of, of help and a lot of support for Israel, like I said, amongst certain generations. I do think amongst the younger generation, though, Israel is really in a tough position because, let's face it, eventually the younger generation, these folks are going to be the ones that are going to eventually be in charge of everything. And you're seeing very much an anti-Israel backlash uh, coming forward. So if that was their plan, it may work in the short term. I'm not sure how that's going to help them in the long term. And so there has to be some kind of conversation. There has to be some kind of reach out to say, hey, 
let's discuss the actual issues that you have with Israel and Israel policies um, and the way we've treated the Palestinians if they want to continue to gain support from younger generations going forward. But again, after they take care of Hamas. My, absolutely. I, I, I totally completely agree with what you said. Uh, the fact is the sentiment wasn't there. The intelligence efforts, if they are intelligence efforts, I'm not making a conspiracy theory. It's just so stupid to do it now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, but um, they could only get the kind of show if that sentiment was there. I'm, I'm not saying that... Uh, yeah that uh, it isn't there and it aren't all uh, Israeli instigators pretending to be Palestinian. Uh, certainly not. Um, but, but what it is is that the timing is just so poor and so much more beneficial in the short term for Israel that either they're yeah. incredibly stupid or it is being instigated by Israel intelligence. Really, it almost comes down to those two options. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's the former. I've been very concerned about what I see in higher education. It's almost an oxymoron. <laughs> yes, there's been a lot of things wrong with, with the higher education system. So who knows? I, I, it could who be knows? either one of, of, of those situations. More news at 11. Warren D. Robinson, warrendrobinson.com. Love having you on. Always go way older than we're supposed to. But you know what? All that matters is am I having fun? And I am. And I, I think the listeners do, too, from the feedback that we get. And clearly you have fun, too, because you keep coming back. Absolutely. Final thoughts from you. Yeah, you know, I just say, again, um, timing is everything. We, we've hit that nail on the head so many times because it is so crucial and it is so key. There are a lot of great conversations that need to be had. But right now, Israel needs our support, and we need to, to keep that in mind. Warren, always love talking to you. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price and Business Show. Stay tuned for more after this. <laughs> 